Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Austin Found is sponsored by the LBJ Presidential Library. Listen to the library's new podcast, With the Bark Off, conversations from the LBJ Presidential Library. Candid and revealing episodes will be added each week. Subscribe for free in your preferred podcast app. Literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Thanks for joining us again on the show. I'm J.B. Hager. and I'm Michael Barnes. And we get together again because Austinites are fascinated and nostalgic about greasy spoons and dives. And old clubs and holes in the wall and just about every place that would look sketchy today. But, but we're so much in love with them and we hold them dear to our hearts. We do. And some of these I didn't know about, like the first one we're going to tell you about. Um, I never went to the Stallion Drive. Yes. I, and st- I am at the age where I could have caught the very tail end of it. You could have. You could have because it was family friendly. Yeah. But it was up on North Lamar and it was a, kind of like a roadhouse. It was a place where you drove in and you got... Uh, chicken fried steak, you got... Which we're going to talk your, about a lot. I know. Everybody every, here eats chicken fried steak. Every, play, every story you have sent me that we're going to discuss, <laughs> they all served chicken fried steak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that included the Stallion Drive-In. And the Stallion was uh, opened in the early 50s. It was very close to the Chief Drive-In, which was opened in the late 40s. It was out of town really as a lot of these places were like thread girls was out of town hills was out of town because the liquor laws were different so you could get away with selling liquor more more conveniently in in places that were not in the city limit that answered a big question for me why was which was why was lamar and koenig such a hot spot was that the edge of the city limits that was close to the edge of the city limits and that was the dallas highway before interstate 35 that was the old dallas highway so it had a long tradition of being a place where you would stop as you were going out of town mm. or stop as you were coming in or if you just wanted to have a chicken fried steak <laughs> and a beer. But, but it, seriously, of all the places that you've sent me, and we're going to talk about them over a series of episodes, I couldn't believe how many of them were in that little pocket just mm-hmm. at Koenig and Lamar. There yeah. were just tons of them. And in fact, I, I had to look up because I always want to know what's there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the Stallion Drive-In is a precision auto-tune. Oh, really? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little, um, you know, repair complex right, for cars. Exactly. But that was like a hot spot for yeah. going out on the town. And they their their chicken fried steak and their cream gravy was famous for reasons that are hard to understand today. Because many of the readers, when I brought this up in a column, said 
that the cream gravy, which they put on the salad too, was orange or green. (laughs) And then one person said, no, that was just the bounce lights off the beer signs. But but in fact, everybody talked about the strange color of the cream gravy. But they did. They put gravy on a salad. On a salad. Yeah, that's real healthy. That's something my grandmother <laughs> might have done, but I don't. I don't recall that. I don't either. That's not something. That's that I not know. a Texas thing. But it was a. It was a place you know you'd stop off for a burger maybe on the way to one of the, the clubs or dance halls that was out north. And you got to remember, Burnett Road is parallel here, so there were equal number of places on Burnett Road north of town, including Kirshner's, which we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. All these places were great places to stop off on your way somewhere else and they did the flash your lights thing that's an old school drive-in drive-up like right. when we think drive-in we think of most people now think of like a sonic where you go up and you push the button right well they didn't have that then no, it was it was you communicate with your headlights with right your headlights that's right you'd flash the lights and they'd come out and and the you. sign was still up on the stallion long after that practice went out because the stallion was still going into the early 80s it was owned by the joseph family another one of our lebanese austin families who also owned sammy's which became huts which Which we're also going to be talking about boy the the lebanese immigrant impression on austin i've learned mostly from you is big footprint of what oh, we're oh it, it could be a book the amount of yeah. history that the lebanese families the jabours the mansours the atals the josephs etc they were all big into retail they owned grocery stores and liquor stores and hamburger shacks and whatever they could open and usually the dirt too underneath it well yes no <laughs> they knew not to sell i <laughs> right? mean they they held on to the land where huts was and you know first opened it up in 1939 that building again coming up soon we're going to be talking about huts which you know just came to an end and and that happens a lot some of these we're going to be talking about have just reached their end dates right uh when i think thought about the flashing your lights thing another place that i'm sure we'll talk about on a future episode that's i still see the signs there like you're talking Mm -hmm. about is Dirty's, Dirty Martin's. Oh, yes. Oh, you yeah. would also pull up and turn on your lights. And that's, Absolutely. That's where and you, it goes back farther than any of these. Yeah. It, it is uh, a very long-time institution. And with that name. <laughs> right. It's not very appetizing. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about that on a few. I could go off on that because it's just a treasure right there by campus. To give you an idea, in the 60s and 70s, they had a special at the mm. Stallion Drive-In. 35 cents. You got a couple of chicken wings, a small salad, and a couple of French fries. <laughs> That's right. That's all you needed. And it was incredibly cheap. You know, like $3 for a pitcher of Lone Star. You know, it was always a value in these places. And then there was a dominating figure that worked there. Do you remember the name off the top of your head? I do not. Willis Earls. Earl. He used to be a boxer, right? Mm-hmm. And he was a big, big guy. And this came up in the Kirchner story, too. They had a big, big ex-football player there. And I always imagine, and some people suggested this, that they that their uh, uh, job was uh, partially as a bouncer, you know, because they, nobody was going to argue with them. Right. As you just said, there's another big figure like this at Kirchner's. Like, I guess you you had to have that. A bouncer type, type even yeah. in a restaurant. Yeah, even if they were also a cook or a manager or whatever, you had to have one. 
Probably because we, just like in bars, you still see a bouncer today, but that's because you got alcohol-fueled people, right? Right. Right. Maybe that was the case. Oh, yeah. No, no, that was part of the case. I mean, in in one of them, I think in the Kirshner story where the World War II vets would come and sit around and, and tell war stories they wouldn't tell to anybody else. Well, they were throwing them back as well, so they, they could have gotten out of hand. And one last thing on Stallion Drive-In that I got a kick out of. Uh, I don't know if you talked to him or you, or you read a, a quip about it online, but Fred Cantu, who's still a public figure right, in Austin, right. uh, a newscaster. Still keeps in touch. Sammy Allred, who passed away two years ago-ish, a very, very dominant radio yeah, figure in yeah, Austin yeah. for decades and decades, right. would do live broadcasts from, from the from Stallion From the driver. spots from the Stallion, and that was a common practice. Which is know. probably why they had the bouncer. Yeah, I mean, and they still kind of <laughs> do that. I mean, Ed Clements does his show from all kinds of yeah. advertisers' locations. and uh, Oh, and the Stallion had that theme song, that was the theme for Bonanza. I tried to find it. I You couldn't? I couldn't find it. Well, you could always run Bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But they rewrote it, a jingle. They wrote, rewrote using a jingle. the Bonanza thing. Somebody out there has that. I'll keep looking. We'll, we'll ask our, our listeners to uh, send it in if they do. mbarnes at statesman.com and... Jay Hager, H-A-G-E-R, at statesman.com. Austin Found is brought to you by the LBJ Presidential Library. More info at lbjlibrary.org. So now we're going to jump into something that was more about a club and music environment. That's right. And when I think about what is there now, I, it's <laughs> mind-blowing. But there was a place called the Soap Creek Saloon. Out on Bee Cave Road. On Bee Cave Road, which is almost the heart of Westlake now. Yeah, it's the fancy of the fanciest. And you know what's there now? I looked up the address from your story. Yes. I can't imagine there being a saloon there. <laughs> it's where the McDonald's is. Oh, Just yeah. before you would, if you're heading west, before you would hit Walsh Tarleton. That right, McDonald's right. right there. That was a hot music venue. It was one of the hottest. In, in fact, Eddie Wilson from the Armadillo World Headquarters talked about it being the real deal. That they were more like all in the family compared to this was out in cedar chopper hills and you could watch the hillbillies coming in with long hair interacting with the hippies it was a real happening place and uh wild things went on there and it Help me out. I'm kind of slow, Michael. When he said we were like all in the family compared to that, what what did he really mean by that? <laughs> well, I think what he was saying is that uh, out there in the hills, you were this whole idea of, of redneck rock or, or outlaw country, the the combination of the hippie and the redneck, which was so important to Austin in the 1970s and so crucial to the development of our identity today, this openness between mm -hmm. those clans out there it was more of a, a, a wild roadhouse experience smaller club than the armadillo and uh, down a dirt road you wouldn't know you know that it was there right before you as you say walsh tarleton by the way and another column i had written about where's the origin who was walsh tarleton walsh <laughs> was an architect who was like the first kind of professional guy who lived out in that area hmm. and the tarletons were one of the cedar chopper families that lived further up the road so in the manner of a lot of street naming it was 
the stretch of road between the Walsh place and the Tarleton place. Wow, and, I never knew that. Yeah. I and assumed it was a person as well. I, I did for years. All right, I'm going to throw out some names. Okay. So I'm in a dive saloon mm-hmm. by McDonald's. <laughs> before McDonald's. I know, way before McDonald's. <laughs> But it's just hard to imagine Stevie Ray being there. Right. Marsha Ball, Doug Sam, and others. Mm-hmm. Willie it's Nelson. Willie. Yeah, uh, there's... You, you Charlie dug, Pride. You dug up a photo of Willie and Charlie Pride playing right. together right. from 1976. Yeah, yeah. It was a happening place. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of people uh, uh, miss these places. And one thing I want to emphasize is a lot of them were not a lot to look at mm-hmm. or, or to be in in the sense of, I want to use that restroom. They were more like <laughs> your memories, your nostalgia is all based on, A, what acts you saw at these places like Liberty Lunch. And uh, I was mm-hmm. here for Liberty Lunch and it was a pit. But you saw great acts there, right. and there was a sense of community. You were sharing it with all these people, including your friends. And let's face it, it was the drugs you were on. Whether, <laughs> well, yes, whether that drug was just Shiner Bach, it was how how you felt in this spot, and that's why people have this strong sense of nostalgia for places that's like a good point. Soap Creek and Castle Hill and Armadillo. And so it's Liberty Soap Lunch. Creek. What do you, what do you think it was the uh, intoxication of choice <laughs> i wouldn't want to guess weed or oh beer? there would be a lot of that and yeah. see, that's part of of what brought people together eddie wilson always says it was the hippie girls who brought the redneck boys out of the hills they would share their intoxicants and uh <laughs> and thus was austin born but uh <laughs> there were definitely a lot of weed and there may have been a lot of things that i can't even imagine you know, another thing that I'm I'm learning from this podcast is a lot of times these places move around. Oh, absolutely. You know, growing up here, I've seen three different Antones locations, for example. At least three oh, that I've I'm aware of. That, yeah. Right. And it's been more than that. Yeah. And you think, oh, that's weird. They're moving. But that actually happened quite a bit. And Soap Creek in 1978 moved to the old Skyline Club, which would have been North Lamar, North, right? Yeah. And then later on South Congress. On South Congress, where, you know, the uh, uh, Academy is now. And it's all that new structure all now. All that new stuff, yeah. music lanes. The is last thing it. you might remember at Academy and Congress was Docks Motorworks, yeah. and now it's yeah. that big new structure. Yeah, but it was, I think it's all bird shoes now. It was behind there. <laughs> it's where the, the conference center for the old Terrace Motel was. Okay. And the Terrace Motel was this fabulous mid century modern motel and it had a, a little conference center in the back it was ah. our convention center and it became the austin opry house and it became arlen's it's now arlen studios okay yeah, yeah it's been many many things in the intervening years and for a while back there was soap creek and there was a lot of little clubs there clubs often pop up where nobody else wants to be and mm-hmm. if you remember south congress back then was like the red light district it right. was a no-go zone right uh, right so yeah <laughs> wow i think about that as in what you're describing is if you if you went east on academy from congress you go up and over the hills hotel saint cecilia is on mm-hmm. your left you come down the hill huge parking, parking lot. lot for where arlen studios yeah. is and and, yeah. and a few other things that I'd hate to see that go. I can't. I'd hate to see that go away 
because of Arlen Studios yeah, primarily, yeah. but what is that chunk of dirt worth? Oh, my, my. I can't even imagine. Right? But, you know, also one thing that might protect it is that's kind of a wetlands there. Um, yeah, that's another story. When oh. We talk about <laughs> really? all the hidden wetlands in town. Okay. So... So it'd be t- difficult to develop something. Then. I would think. Huh. I've always imagined that. And I've mm. seen it when it rains. And that area back there is a big collecting pond for uh, oh, the creeks coming down that way. Interesting. I just go in and out. You must creep around. <laughs> and then I love a description of that era where you had Soap Creek Saloon there. Austec Lounge, which I don't remember, but I do know Continental Club very well and and you had a quote in there from margaret moser rest in peace yes uh she was very very good at but she said that alignment of these three clubs was the south austin triple crown yeah and 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 i i can imagine it was i mean you wanted to a uh, club hop people still want a club hop and you could club hop along uh, the south congress district back then there are not many clubs left Continental's still there and then steve wardheimer of continental club has done sea boys it's a little bit of a oh yeah down the street but in the same Absolutely. area oh and it's a nice. cool place i like that place i especially love the little lounge upstairs yeah. that's very quiet and weird and it's like something out of a hollywood movie yeah uh, yeah, South Congress is losing its its club hopping ability, and, and then yeah. and I won't go off on too much of a tangent, but Steve, who I just mentioned, has been very vocal about last year's big ta- property tax hike. Right. For future right. reference, that was 2019. We all took a big, big hit, and he's like, "Look, you know, it's I it's historic. I can't improve it. How right. can you say it's worth more?" Yeah, <laughs> he exactly. had a pretty good argument, and he, yeah. you know, and, he, and that's. That's one of those heritage places we would hate to see go. So I support him on that. And we've seen some go recently. I mean, we just saw the original Thread Guilds close this week. Mm-hmm. And that is truly iconic space. And Janis Joplin sang there, kind of Thread Guild, yodel there for decades. And, and again, Eddie Wilson, Eddie who Wilson comes up again and again around this kept town. It, yeah. <laughs> the man has had a life. Yeah. And, and he wrote a great book about it. Yeah, that is a very, very good book. Uh, I recommend Wilson's, it to anyone. The History uh, of Armadillo World Headquarters. That's is, the name of it, too. It? Written with Jesse Sedlett, an equally so good. good storyteller. Yeah. Before we go today, I do want to share uh, an email with you that uh, I thought was great. If you caught a recent episode about the civil rights movement and what was happening in Austin in, in 1964, we got an email from Gus Garcia. Junior. Junior. He says, my friend and colleague... Bill Bishop sent me a link to your podcast after listening to this episode. I'm sending along words of gratitude for your efforts here. Bill sent me the latest episode about the civil rights era, and you made a brief mention of my dad. And that was our Gus former Garcia. mayor, Gus Senior. Garcia. Yes, yes. And how he pivoted to social justice work after hearing Joan Baez singing outside City Hall in 1964. I was out for a walk and was overcome with emotion and tears upon hearing this. It was so moving, not only the part about Dad, but the bravery of LBJ. I never had heard this story about him, but I know that it's true because that's the kind of man that he always was. We like that kind of response. That's from Gus Garcia. Thanks for writing in. Junior. Yeah. (laughs) He probably was always called Junior, right, or some kind of nickname. But he just signed it Gus. Hey, Mm -hmm. Gus, thanks for tuning in, listening, and writing to us. 
if you'd like to write to us with comments, suggestions, we are Armadillo has been suggested and it will be suggested many, many times. Aquafest keeps getting the most requests. We will get to those things, we <laughs> promise, but you can write to us. Like, Barnes at statesman.com. Or Jay Hager, J-H-A-G-E-R at statesman.com. And subscribe to Think Texas. Absolutely. That's our free weekly digital newsletter about Texas history. And you can do that by simply texting the word Think Texas to 33777. And pass this on to your friends who might enjoy it. Wherever, please, wherever please. they get their podcasts, subscribe to Austin Found. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.